Welcome. Som swakom. You are about to listen to a message from ICF Cambodia. ICF Cambodia is a local church in Siem Reap. ICF Cambodia This message is in English and in Khmer. Listen to this message with an open heart. So, where does God want us to start? So, where does He want us to go? So, some people think, Why was I born into a poor family? Why do I not have the things that other people have? Why does my body look like this? I'm not beautiful, I'm not handsome like the other people. Why is my education, why is my brain not the best like other people? So there's a lot of um, this kind of comparison we see around the world today. But today I want to talk about this. That God calls each one of us in exactly the place we're at right now. He doesn't wait until you're ready and then he'll, he can call you. And he calls you even if you're in the middle of a difficult situation. Maybe you're in the middle of a storm. Big problem. Or lies. Or, or thieves. Broken relationships. God can restore all those things when we start to follow after God. So this is the place right where we are at right now. This is where God calls us. No matter what situation you are in right now, God is calling you right now in that place. So today we're going to compare, do some comparisons to the life of Elisha. So, Elisha, we're going to see in a story, he's going to meet a widow. So, we're going to talk about a story that comes from 2 Kings chapter 4. So, this woman is a widow. And before she became a widow, you know she had a husband, right? Right? So, her husband that she used to have was, used to be a prophet. So I will refer to him as a pastor because it's a little easier to understand. So this pastor didn't have a lot of money, he didn't have salary, 
and his family was poor. So then maybe this pastor one day he went out and borrowed some money to provide for his family. And then one day he died. So look at this situation that he put the widow in. She meets this horrible situation. So she has two sons and then she's a widow. And she does not know what to do. She can only do what she thinks she can do to help her family. And she's trying to find a solution to this major issue. So then maybe she needed to go out and borrow even more money to take care of her family. And her family doesn't get any better from that money though. And then maybe she doesn't have friends. She doesn't have a richer family that could come and help her. And she's not educated. So look at this. She's a widow. She's hit this horrible situation with her husband dying and she's got these two children to provide for. But that's the place where God called her. So she needed to go and meet with Elisha. So this is what the Bible talks about in this story. The first time she goes to meet Elisha, she says, My husband is dead. And now his creditors coming to take my two boys as his slaves. So you can see in this situation, she is trying to find a solution to take care of her family. And she thinks about going to go see Elisha. And she thinks, maybe this man can help me. So what's important in this story, she believed that God could do something through the life of Elisha. And that's where God called her to meet with Elisha so that she could begin a new life. No matter what we meet, no matter what situation, if we go out and try to fix things without Jesus, we will not have success. There is nowhere we can go that doesn't have God. And he is the one with the power. He is the one with the answers 
But are we going to put our eyes on God or are we going to put our eyes on the problem? So you see this widow, she had this major need. There was no greater need that she could have faced. But that's the place where God called her. So I'm going to share a story. So there was this Chinese father and his little boy. And every evening, the father would take his son to this garden to go walk around. And in this garden, there was a statue. And this statue had a really big meaning for the father. So every time the father would see this statue, he would tell his son about the amazing things that that the statue represented. It was about this general, and the general had been instrumental in saving thousands of people in China. He would share about how the general was so smart and brilliant, he could find solutions to all these problems. So this father would bring his son there every day. Like for years. So maybe four or five years later, the son began to wonder. And one day he asked this question. Dad, Dad, why is there a man sitting on the general? Why is he sitting on the donkey? So, because he was so small, all he could see was the donkey, and that was the general. So, everything that he heard his dad say about this general, all he saw was this donkey. He didn't realize that there was somebody riding on top of the donkey, that that was the one that his dad was talking about. So his dad realized. So this is my question. Are you guys seeing the donkey or are you guys seeing the person sitting on the donkey? Can we see our problem or can we see Jesus on top of the problem? Can we see it? Okay, so we see the need for this widow that we're talking about was huge, right? So she goes to meet Elisha. She explains the situation. And Elisha asks her a question. He says, what do you want me to do for you? What do you have in your house? 
What do you have in your house? Okay, so you know when we have a problem. When we have a need. And we look around our house and we have absolutely nothing in our house. Imagine this widow is in Cambodia. What would we do if we met this woman? Are we going to continue to dwell on the negative? Are we going to encourage her to go steal or to go borrow some more money? Those things would be like drinking salt water to quench your thirst. Maybe in the beginning it sounds like a good idea, but in the end it will not quench your thirst. Don't just wait around for something to happen, but look at what you have right now. What do we have right now? Okay, so I want to tell another story. There's maybe two different kinds of problems, right? Small problems and large problems. Sometimes we take our small problems and we make them big problems. And we would take this tiny little problem and be like, oh, this is like the same as this widow met. Right? Maybe the post we put on Facebook. Oh, and we're... We're thinking a lot of people are going to like my post on Facebook. Oh, and then three hours later, only three people like my photo? What? Nobody likes me! Oh, I posted this awesome picture and only three people like. People suck. They don't like me. Oh, maybe they don't love me. I'm still mad. Two months later. Okay, so things like this, they're so small, but we make a big deal out of them. One more, when we go home. We're so hungry. Clean by man, Vivi. Right, right, Vivi. We're so hungry, ready to eat rice. And then the rice is spoiled. Nobody can eat this rice. No, not even the animals can eat this rice. I'm not even going to eat anything. I'm just going to go to bed hungry and mad. Mm. We take these little things and we make it a big deal. This is a normal, true story. You know, the, those great big trucks. And how do you feel when you drive the motor right behind them with the dust going in the air all over your face? 
ຈີ້ຫມໍກະດາບກົງເດີ້ວ່າເລີຍ I, I don't even have words to say. Alright, let's think of another one. Oh, the cell phone. Yeah, okay. I can't take my phone out. I cannot get my phone out of my pocket. Oh, I don't dare take it out. Oh, I'm embarrassed to take it out to talk on it. Because my phone is so old, that's why I'm embarrassed. It doesn't have the fancy camera like other people. Oh no! Oh, my feelings are so hurt now. Seriously, there are people in this world out there like this. We've done this. We take these small problems and we make them so big. Okay, big problem is actually like around the world there are kids that have no food to eat. And every second they die from lack of food. And so we look at this story in the Bible. This is a major problem that this widow is facing. Even worse than losing her husband and being super poor is somebody wants to come and take her kids away into slavery. There's a lot of kids out in this world that face a similar problem. Not only that, the even harder thing is to lose somebody in your family. It's so hard to lose someone close to you in your family. So you think about all these problems that she had, they don't even compare to our small little issues. But we want to give these to God because there's people that are a lot worse off than we are. So we don't want to just wait around for what our wants are. We want to start right where we're at. So we're going to look at the Bible and see what this widow had. She said, I have nothing at all in my house. All I have is one jar of oil. One jar of oil. So I got a jar of oil ready. 
Alright, so let's just say that this is the oil that she has in her house. Okay, so if you are really in major need, your children are being taken away, you're looking at this, that doesn't really worth a lot. There's nothing. So Elisha talks to her. He says, Alright, get out your jar of oil. And she said, That's all I have. So he says, go out and borrow jars from your neighbors. Borrow a whole bunch of jars, as many as you can, the good jars. So she goes out and she gathers as many jars as she can. Okay, so he prays, Elisha prays. And Elisha's praying that God will do something with this one little jar of oil. And then this awesome miracle happens to this woman. Every jar that she borrowed she would, uh, God filled it with oil. So God provided the oil to fill up all those jars. So we give God the little that we have and trust God for what we need. Trust God. Trust God. I can't imagine this widow having a whole lot of faith, but she does it, even though she's probably like, this is impossible. But she believed that God was going to do something to help her. She had so much money from this oil, she was able to pay all her debts and provide for her family from then on. Sometimes we think, what I have right now is the tiniest little nothing. And sometimes we just don't even value it. But I believe that because of this woman's faith, God was able to fill all the jars. You know, our faith is like a tiny seed. And even though this faith is a tiny seed, God can take it and make something gigantic out of it. You know, we think our need is so big. There, but there is nothing that God cannot do. He can do anything to make something small 
become something great ហើយសម្រាប់អ្នកទាំងអស់គ្នាបើសិនជាអ្នកទាំងអស់គ្នាមើលក្របពួយនៅក្នុងកៅនេះ look at the seeds in this jar can you see them do you know how many millions of seeds are in here there's a lot of seeds so if i take one out so you can see it. Maybe you can't even see it. But this is the kind of faith that God can use to do great things. So our faith is like a small seed. We give what we have and what we need to God. And we believe that God can do something through it. What do you have right now? What is your greatest need that you are facing right now? What is your problem that you think cannot be fixed? I believe that God is wanting to speak to us today. I believe that God wants to fill those needs. Let's close our eyes and ask God. What do we have right now? We saw this widow, she only had one bottle of oil. But what she did, God she trusted God. She did what she could. And she stepped out in faith. She kept her eyes on Jesus. What are we lacking right now? What do we have right now in our house? What is the place where we need God to make transformation? Let's ask God together. God, just give us the faith of a mustard seed. God, we want to be people that keep our eyes fixed on you. God, we understand that there's a lot of people out there with a lot of needs. And all we can do is to begin right where we're at. And we believe that as we step out, we will find success. God, we just ask, invite you for your help. That you will answer us right where we're at. And that we can experience your miracles in our life. We believe in you, Holy Spirit. We believe Thank you for listening. We hope you have been inspired and challenged. 
To find out more about ICF, visit our website. Or find us on SoundCloud or Facebook. We don't want to end without giving you the opportunity to ask Jesus into your life. This will be the greatest decision you will ever make. You can say these words after me. Jesus, I want to know you. Forgive me all my sins. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Thank you that you love me no matter what. I want to follow you. God bless you.